saw now. There is the being caught up, the snatching away, the being caught up also that is quite vividly towering high in that scripture, right? When you read Thessalonians, First Thessalonians chapter 4, 13, 18, we read, we saw there is being snatched and we lost and then we will be caught up together with them in the sky. And we have seen in the book of Acts chapter 8, 39, uh, 40, when Philip is snatched, a form, a form, we've seen also when Enoch is snatched, We've seen when John is snatched in Revelation chapter 4, 1 to 2, right? Hallelujah. And Paul is snatched in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, 2 and 4. And then Jesus himself is snatched in the book of Acts chapter 1, verses 9, 11, right? So you are next. Who is next? Whom do you think is next? It is you. Hallelujah. Yes, you are snatched. And then there is the grand reunion also. And summon to appear. Remember the trumpet is always summoning an assembly. A sacred assembly. Being summoned to appear. We can handle that even as the Lord helps us. So that I can move a little faster. Right? Now can we look at the timing? Remember I postponed it a bit. Are we still walking together? Yes, because I said when you read First Thessalonians chapter 4 verses uh, 13 to verse 18, there are tremendous truths that shoot out for you that you can see. Powerful messages that come out. For example, you realize, hey, these people are going to spend eternity with Christ, right? And then they think these people are being transformed. They think they are being caught up. They are wearing glorious bodies. It's so wonderful. I want to shed off this body of sin and disease. How can I get to it? And then the question, when does it happen? You understand? Once you ask that, when does it happen, then now we can handle the timing. Right? Are you still ready for it or not yet? Yes, I, I, I thought so. After that, I will handle one other feature and then I think probably I can release you. But there's so much there. Hallelujah. So, just read scripture. Read scripture. Because I know what the Lord has shown me is pre-tribulation rapture. The mission he has sent me with to you is to prepare you for pre-tribulation rapture. In other words, evacuation, evacuation, evacuation is what we are trumpeting. So you can tell. We are judging nations. You can tell what is coming. So it's very clear that it's a, it's a pre-tribulation rapture before. That's very clear. You must catch this. Hallelujah. You must catch this. Pre-tribulation rapture. Hallelujah. And so, if you allow me, I would want to push one more notch, and then there's a bigger subject ahead, handle, and then I will have broken the back of the... Is it the horse or the donkey? Or both? Sorry? The cat. The camel. <laughs> I thought the back of a cat. <laughs> and, and anyway, they take milk. Sometimes you want to break the back, right? <laughs> they drink, you could have drunk your milk. <laughs> Be careful with it. It can hurt you, right? Aye. So can we walk in step by step? Okay, First Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 10. And to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead. Can you start from verse 9? For they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. They tell how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. And to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, 
Jesus who rescues us from the wrath, from the coming wrath. So that's very powerful. So he's saying that the rapture happens before in that scripture. And in that scripture, if you listen to verse 9, he says, these people literally turned from idol worship to now waiting for Jesus all the time, my Lord. I, I, there was no grace period of saying, oh, we just need some time first to learn these things, to learn these people, to learn about this church or this whatever denomination. Not at all. They came from idol worship and began to wait for Jesus right away, straight on. And so, th- that's very powerful. And then he says, he promises, who rescues us from the coming wrath. So the rescue you are talking about is right there. And he's saying coming wrath. So you would want to define what is the wrath. I'm simply trying to open up your mind on this, right? So what is the wrath? So that would bring you back again to Revelation 3.10 when he says it is a dispensation. It's a time. A time of wrath. And so if you look at some of the events accruing in the tribulation, let, let nobody lie to you and say, oh, you see, no, you know, the, the real judgment starts in the mid-tribulation. No! I have seen the release of the horsemen. I've spoken about them and you have seen things happen in the news. Meaning they're simply greeting the earth that soon they're going to run full throttle when the church is taken away. Are we together? And so, even the, just the horsemen alone, you, you lose one quarter of the earth. That's wrath already. Hallelujah. And remember, there's nowhere to hide because you see, judgment comes from heaven. The falling of balls of fire and all that into oceans. And then on the earth, the Antichrist is slaughtering. Under the earth, the locusts are coming up. So there's nowhere to hide except in heaven. Right? But here now he's promising before the wrath, who rescues us? He promises an imminent return of Christ. And also a sense of speediness, urgency in preparing, but away from the wrath. Are we together? And then he says, Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. And now you know what is holding him back, so that he may be revealed at the proper time. For the secret power of lawlessness is already at work. But the one who holds it back will continue to do so till he's taken out of the way. So when the church is here, he's saying she's protected from, I don't want to use the word the wrath of the devil or the wrath of Antichrist. I don't want to use that word wrath on him, with him. But I'm just saying that the church, when you're here, you are protected. Why? Because you have received Christ. You have accepted him. Why should he punish you for no apparent reason when you have not refused to receive him? You have actually taken him, right? So, when the church is here, she's protected. Such that even when the wrath is near, she's taken away. That is powerful. Very mighty. Hallelujah. The Lord designed for the church a very powerful program, right? For those who accept him. And so, he's saying here that the Holy Spirit is the one that keeps the dominion of darkness, the Antichrist, away. And then, Second Thessalonians, Chapter 1, verses 3 and 10. We ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, and right, right, rightfully so, because your faith is growing more and more, and the love all of you have for one another is increasing. Therefore, among God's churches, we boast about your perseverance and faith in all the persecutions and trials you are enduring. All this is evidence that God's judgment is right, 
and as a result, you will be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you are suffering. God is just. He will pay back trouble to those who trouble you and give relief to you who are troubled and to us as well. This will happen when the Lord Jesus Christ is revealed from heaven in blazing fire with these powerful angels. He will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might. On the day he comes to be glorified in his holy people and to be marveled at among those who have believed. This includes you because you believed our testimony to you. Oh, that's very serious. Okay, you still have more? Okay, then read the book of Second Thessalonians chapter 2, 1 and 10. That's, a, that's even a much better scripture. I'll put it together with that. Concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered to him. Our being gathered is rapture. And our being gathered to him. Listen to what he says there. Because read, you finish, then I will explain. We ask you, brothers and sisters, not to become easily unsettled or alarmed by the teaching allegedly from us, whether by a prophecy or by word of mouth or by letter, asserting that the day of the Lord has already come. Don't let anyone deceive you in any way. For that day will not come until the rebellion occurs and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the man doomed to destruction. He will oppose and exalt himself over everything that is called God or his worship so that he sets himself up in God's temple, proclaiming himself to be God. Don't you remember that when I was with you, I used to tell you these things. And now you know what is holding him back so that he may be revealed at the proper time. For the secret power of lawlessness is already at work, but the one who holds it back will continue to do so till he's taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will overthrow with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the splendor of his coming. Thank you. So you see, even talks about how he will be destroyed at the end. So you know which one he's talking about, right? He's talking about the Antichrist himself, right? The one that now when the Messiah comes, he will destroy him, right? So he's really talking about the tribulation. But what is key there is that the church, again, in this area, uh, they thought that, uh, thank you for sitting down as I'm up. So they, they thought that uh, the tribulation was on. In fact, they thought they had missed the rapture because there was a lot of persecution, right? And many things were happening there. So this is a very powerful scripture in positioning the rapture on the timeline, right? Because in this scripture, he's saying, no, don't worry. We told you that, you know, th that day will not come until the lawless one is revealed. You see, so they were thinking, they, again, fo focus on me here. He's talking about the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord is the day of wrath, judgment. Okay? Are we together now? He's talking about the day of the Lord. Again, focus on me. He's saying, when the rapture takes place, you enter into rapture. And so, they thought the rapture had happened and they had missed uh, the rapture because there was a lot of persecution. So this scripture is very key and very powerful. The book of Second Thessalonians chapter 2, 1 and 11 is very key and very powerful. Why? Because he's telling them plainly and clearly that no, that wrath will not come until the Antichrist is revealed. Yes, so don't worry about our being gathered. He's talking about the rapture in the first part of that verse, of that scripture. Our being gathered to him. Then say, don't worry. 
you have not missed the rapture. We told you that the judgment, the day of the Lord will not come until that rebellion comes. The lawless one appears whom Jesus will strike at the end. He, that's very powerful. Strike he, himself. He identifies him who will be killed by the sword from the tongue of the Lord, right? And so, you understand that we are essentially on the same page now. Because we have unleashed earthquakes, COVID and everything for you to understand what is coming after the rapture. So, the Lord has consistently in visions presented the pre-tribulation rapture. Consistently. And so, you want to out. You want out of here before, right? And if you look at the condition of the earth also, it will tell you that. Because the book of Matthew 24, 37, 42, in a hurry, it talks about normalcy. People will say peace, peace. They're living in peace. So that means it's talking about before any wrath comes. Okay? Hallelujah. The condition of the earth. As it was in the days of Noah, so will it be at the coming of the Son of Man. For, for in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day Noah entered the ark, and they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding with a handmill. One will be taken and the other left. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. So now, where we have reached, probably we can also handle another very, we have said, we have seen the timeline. There is the kingdom coming. The rapture is a very important ingredient of this plan, God's redemption plan. So we can look deeper what other value does the rapture have when he's sitting at that strategic place, right? Because now we have the global picture. We have, uh, we have what you call the universal picture, panoramic view, right? Now we can see where we're headed to the eternal kingdom of God. Hallelujah. And we have seen where the rapture is. And we now know that the tribulation is right ahead of us here. The more you need to prepare well as a church. So we can still look further now. What are other values, roles it plays there? Because, okay, what is the significance and necessity of the rapture of the church or importance? Hallelujah. Because now we are seeing very clearly that when the rapture takes place, then it gives the Lord time to roll on, to progress the timeline now. Hallelujah. Because the clock has been paused for some time, right? When the rapture takes place, then the Lord will have opportunity now to roll on the progression of the timeline towards the kingdom of God. Right? So can we look at some of the values the rapture presents when it's seated there? Number one, we know that there were promises given. Right? The Lord gave promises. Okay, once somebody sits down there, then we'll be able to handle. Once he goes out, allow him walk. Thank you so much, my son, Bishop Bor. Thank you. So there are promises the Lord promised, right? Those promises we know too well. Okay, I, it's good to write. Very powerful to have some notes here. That's very important. Just continue writing. But I'm saying, 
Christ was promised the kingdom. The Lord promised dethrone Satan and enthrone Jesus. And then the Lord Jesus promised to share with us his throne. Hallelujah. So those were promises that must be realized. So we need to progress the timeline. Because Jesus has done a perfect job already on the cross. So he's waiting for that reward. And we too have longed for a long time to see the day when Jesus will be glorified, exalted, and enthroned as the ruler of the world. Right? We've waited for that. So, we've seen that there is the glorious kingdom of God to come. Daniel chapter 2, we've seen verses 44-45. And then, also, there is Revelation chapter 20, read it, verses 1 and 3. I'm getting tired now, we may not even go far. Revelation 21 and 3. And I saw an angel coming down out of heaven, having the key to the abyss and holding in his hand a great chain. He says the dragon, that ancient snake, who is the devil or Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. He threw him into the abyss and locked and sealed it over him to keep him from deceiving the nations anymore until their thousand years were ended. Thank you. So, we also long for the day when Satan will be totally at a funzwa soma. <laughs> when he will be arrested and totally lesson for all this he has done. We don't just long for when Christ will be glorified, but we're also longing for when finally they will eh, <laughs> go and catch him. Eh? They will ask, which one is he? Is he this one? Yes, and then go and just a random angel picked from heaven, right? Comes and catch him eh? and tie him. Eh? And eh? the Gelegele will be running the air at that time. No, I'm saying on that day, on that day, on that day. And then throw him. We also long for when he will be punished. Yes, to be given his due penalty. Hmm? So we, that's why we need to roll the timeline, right? So when he will be dethroned. Isaiah chapter 2, verse, verse 4. He will judge between the nations and will settle disputes for many people. Jesus was promised that throne. Isaiah 42, verse 1. So the rapture is very important because it will switch on the switch to roll, to progress the timeline now. Hallelujah. Now we are looking better now. We are looking now deeper and wider and more significantly now. It's important to prepare the church, but now also to give them uh, that this thing is so important to the Lord. Please prepare well. Right? Because after that, he's rolling out the timeline. The Messiah must have his kingdom. Continue. Here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him, and he will bring justice to the nations. That is the throne he was promised. The book of Isaiah 11, 6, 9. He was promised that throne. The wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat. Serious. Millennial reign of peace, right? All those were promised. Isaiah 32, 18. My people will live in peaceful dwelling places, in secure homes, in undisturbed places of rest. And so, the Lord promised the millennial reign, the reign of Christ, to enthrone him, right? 
bring his glorious throne here, which we can handle another day. I can handle the whole message on the millennial reign of Christ. But he promised Christ that he would reign over all the nations. And so the rapture is very important, needs to take place. So that now we can start rolling the timeline towards enthroning Jesus, right? You can see the prophets who are here, they have come to fight for Jesus like lions, okay? Yes, so Jesus needs to have his reward for the great work he did, right? Yes, and so also there was a promise of the land given to Israel. You see now land is a big issue down there, right? Big gunfire bombs, everything happening, land. They were promised land. Deuteronomy chapter 31 and 10. Just try to read as much as you can. And so, that land must be given to Israel. Thank you. The one who said, the one was one person. I bless you eternally. Yes. 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 That is very serious, my daughter. You can see how there is a fight unbelievable right now there for the land. And to hear that finally the Lord will overrule everything and take land and give it to them. Let me first put on the screen how the land looks like. The land that, uh, this is the land. Look at how huge. Was all theirs. But rebellion is bad. Germany, rebellion is bad. Disobeying the prophets of God is tragedy. Eternal tragedy. Because I said it would define three things. It will define the quality of life, the judgments you live right now, the quality of life you live now. Then it will define also your destination, your future. And then it will leave a story, your story that people will be reading, your history. Disobeying the prophets of Yahweh is not a joke. Because you see, they come from Yahweh, the Father himself. Until Jesus said in that parable, Please, can you send someone to my brothers that they may not make this mistake like me? He said, no. They have the prophets of Yahweh down there. Yeah. They have called the cloud. They have called the rain. They have raised cripples from Nairobi. They have knocked neutron stars. They have called the father himself has gone down there, my Lord. And covered them also. So if anybody does not listen to that, even if somebody goes to the grave, and resurrects and shows himself to a few people, 400 what? And shows nail pierce. They will not believe. They will not take him. And so, I was checking something else, right? Was it timeline? Eh? The land, the land, yes, the land. Look at this, yeah. So massive. But now if you look at what they have, it's, it's like a strip, right? It's un which the enemy want to take away. That strip is what they want to take away, my Lord. Aye! Both sides. From Gaza and from West Bank, yes. And they are claiming it so badly. There was a, there, there was a girl that was being interviewed. And um, yeah, it's amazing. It was a young girl. Not, I don't know, maybe you were talking about 10 or so, or 12, I don't know. But she was being interviewed by the media saying, do you want to share two states? She said, no, no. You followed it. You watched it. It was unbelievable. You, so you heard the thing she said. She said, we want all of it. Yes. She, she said, all of it is ours. We want all of it. Ay, 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 ay. So there is the promise of the land. He promised them land. That promise must be fulfilled before we enter the eternal state. So that's why the rapture is important because it will roll out the cascade that the Lord may also fulfill his promises to Israel. 
Can you read the book of Deuteronomy chapter 30? I think it's 1 and 10, right? I forgot. It's 1 and 10? Okay, one, yeah, 1 and 10. 30, 1 and 10. When all these blessings and curses I have set before you come on you and you take them to heart, wherever the Lord your God disperses you among the nations, and when you and your children return to the Lord your God and obey him with all your heart and with all your soul, according to everything I've commanded you today, then the Lord your God will restore your fortunes and have compassion on you and gather you again from all the nations where he scattered you. Even if you have been banished to the most distant land under the heavens, from there the Lord your God will gather you and bring you back. He will bring you to the land that belonged to your ancestors. That is it. He will give it back to them. Very serious. But right now in the news it's unbelievable. Right? And then he says the Davidic covenant also that the greater son of David would rule. So, so he has to fulfill that. Remember Nathan going to David and promising him that your greater son will be established on the throne forever. Right? So that will happen. That will be fulfilled. So there are promises the Lord made that must be fulfilled. That's why we need to get rid of the church. Not the word rid of. We need to get the church out of here so that we can now start focusing on Israel that the Lord may start fulfilling those biblical promises that must be fulfilled before the eternal state. Are we together now? Very serious stuff. Serious and then the new covenant to Israel, Jeremiah 31, verses 31 to 34. That new covenant to Israel must also be realized. Hallelujah. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the people of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt. Because they broke my covenant, though I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. This is the covenant that I will make with the people of Israel. After that time, declares the Lord, I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. No longer will they teach their neighbor or say to another, know the Lord, because they will all know me from the least of them to the greatest. Very serious promises of the Lord, right? That must be fulfilled. So, again, now, can we now go back now to base and look at, uh, again, still the importance of the rapture of the church within God's prophetic flow, profile, timeline, right? So, you have seen that the rapture is very, very important now, in, in, in a very important ingredient in God's plan, right? God's program. So, now it's a necessity. So, therefore, you must prepare well because even you now, the Lord wants you to go into heaven so you can embark on restoration of Israel, right? You can see Israel is already on the news, right? Okay, now, the rapture brings an end to the church age. That's another very important part of the rapture. To bring an end to the church age. You remember when the church age began? It began by Jesus. I know it began when the Pentecost happened, but it is Jesus who promised the Holy Spirit and he went and he released him. So, he is the one that began the church age. Then, when he comes at rapture, he is the one who also concludes the church, closes it down, the church age. So, the rapture of the church actually now closes the church age, concludes the church age. That now the Lord may focus on Israel. Why? Because 
the Lord has never blessed two programs at the same time. A program for the Gentiles and for Israel. He normally handles them separately. That's why during all this time, the national revival of Israel has been put aside. The restoration of the Davidic throne, that program has been put aside while he was handling the church. That's why even the cloud, when I called him, he came outside. Outside Israel, here. He came here. I know he's showing. Okay, that's also important because he came outside. Because if you notice very well, he also came outside. He, he, he came on the Syrian side. He, was, he didn't come inside. He was outside. But if you notice the difference is that here when I called him to come, he stayed at the roof. But there he touched down, but out. You notice that. And another thing you noticed is that uh, here when he wants to settle, he settles on my head. On my head, like the Ark of the Covenant. You, you need to fear this. Yeah, like the Ark of the Covenant, the Holy of Holies. Very serious stuff. So, to bring the church age to an end, we've seen from the book of Revelation. I mean, Daniel chapter 9, uh, 24 to 27. Luke 21, 36. Read real quick as we finish this. Hi. We need to move, right? But we'll make it. Yeah, I think we're now making progress. Now it's very good. Do you want us to take a short break and come back? Yeah, I think so. Read very fast then. Be always on the watch and pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen and that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. Very powerful. That before all that is supposed to happen happens, then you are snatched out. And so... Uh, is it? Can I run through some few things and then we take a short break because I want to come back and handle a new thing? Okay, very good. Okay, now, the message of the rapture as being announced now also causes the church to take their salvation much more seriously. If you notice the mission on which we came was for you people to take salvation much more seriously. Are we together? Much more seriously now. That holiness, righteousness, as is being announced now, is meant to make you take salvation much more seriously. Why? Because like it was in the days of Noah, and the days of Lot, it's worse now. So there was need for God's intervention in that way, that this generation may take seriously their salvation. Much more seriously. The message of the rapture. So, Titus 2.13. Let's try to run through because people want to take a health break. While we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. Okay, so all that is happening, if you read that text very well from verse 11, it says, in a wicked generation. Meaning where being holy will be difficult. But you will wait for Christ. But anyhow, Matthew 7, 21, 23, he says, not all those that say, Lord, Lord, will enter. So this is the kind of generation we are in. So this kind of messaging from the Lord, instruction, makes you now take salvation much more seriously that you may not be, Lord, Lord, you know, I'm so disappointed I did not know this, you know. The, the false kind of, there's a dangerous kind of salvation, Christianity, going on now. And this kind of message will deter you from pursuing that course 
and now move towards the right, genuine, holy Christian salvation, right? And another scripture right there is Philippians 2.15. As we wind it. So that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation, then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. And so the rapture of the church also allows the Lord to make a direct divine intervention into this non-stop constant conflict between sin and righteousness. This battle that's going on throughout the earth between sin and holiness has been raging on. In your hearts, there's always that battle throughout. Even in the news when you see that's a product of that battle and so forth. But now the Lord makes a direct divine intervention and takes away the church from that zone and leaves the rebellious going. And even most importantly, we know that those divine interventions have taken place before, right? Remember Samson was sent? David to smash Goliath, right? Those are God's interventions that were in place, right? So there is need for the Lord to come and intervene and make sure that sin never wins. And make sure the devil never wins. So the rapture is very important. Because when it takes place, first of all, you people are safe now from the enemy. But he began the process of liberation of the earth that sin may never emerge a win at the end. Hallelujah. And there are many examples. Remember Gideon, the Lord used, and, and so forth. Now, the divine separation also. So the rapture gives the opportunity for the Lord to execute the first resurrection. Are we together now? Because now the first, remember we have the first and the second resurrection. Blessed are those that partake of the first resurrection. So, the rapture of the church, at that rapture, people are resurrected to go into glory. They are part of the first resurrection. So, it allows the Lord now also to execute that. Hallelujah. Which has been long awaited though. People have been sleeping, I mean, the bodies have been sleeping down there for a long time, right? We don't have much time. The first resurrection. Luke 14, 14. Luke 14, 14. And you will be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. Very powerful. It's called the resurrection of the righteous. So, it allows the Lord to execute that agenda within his program. John 5, 29. It's called resurrection of the righteous, first resurrection. And come out, those who have done what is good will rise to live, and those who have done what is evil will rise to be condemned. Resurrection of life. And there's another one that will take place later. So I think we almost need to stop here, but I can add one point that uh, the rapture allows the Lord finally to reveal the Antichrist also. Hallelujah. Who is quite a principle in that, in that uh, dispensation coming, right? And then 
as we are checking out. It allows the Lord to summon the church to appear before his throne and worship and receive rewards and all of the above. So the rapture allows the Christian to finally enter the final phase of their pilgrimage to their eternal home. That final stretch now is done by the rapture. When you're snatched and you're headed home. Hallelujah. I have so many scriptures I'm not able to give you because of time. So the rapture also allows you finally to claim your eternal inheritance. And so we can continue when we come back, but you can see that it's much in this beautiful review. There is much that the Lord wants to present to you. Let's have a health break. We'll come back. And again, I've said I've seen a meeting in a country I'm going to. I don't know whether it's Latin America or I don't know which nation it is, or it is Africa here, or it is Meningai. But the cloud of God comes to that church. That, that venue, that church. And then also, I've seen a place where I'm going to, and it's amazing, walk over the water, right? Serious, serious stuff. Very serious stuff. Though I have seen rain in India. That I've said for a long time, right? That as I get there, it rains. The rain of the Holy Spirit must be a special rain, right? The Lord bless you. We are taking a short break. We are coming back 15 minutes, 15 to 30. At half past, we are all here because I have so much I need to plow through, right? In this wonderful review. Todaraba, Todahaverim. And then we'll be able to close for the day. Then we'll go into a session of blessing you with your churches and commissioning you and having a meal with you. But that will be off air after that. That will be off air. Hallelujah. I want to look at the guarantee that the Lord has placed in that program that when you look at it you say wow I got this one this is mine now so you can continue to steadfastly firmly stand there and invest into waiting for the Messiah right Allow allow Once you once you give him his Bible, his books, allow him to go and get a seat up there and sit. And the Jew, Tafadali Kwaviti, 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 Kwaviti. So again, let us go back to base which is First Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 all the way to verse 18. Remember, there are many other things we've not handled there. For example, verse 18, when he says, Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. That is so much said right there. 
He has said that this message should comfort you. You should focus on this message no matter the circumstances because you know the king is coming to take you, right? Michael, will you make it in? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.